This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome to IA Forward and welcome to an episode with our fabulous Kylie Lowry, who is our managing director of IA Forward and tells us all what to do and tries to keep us straight. Welcome. We're so glad to have you. Thank you. And Shane is also blessed to be Kylie's big brother. Yes, I like that. I like older because I am probably getting bigger unintentionally in certain areas around my waist. So Kylie has young children and we wanted to bring her on to really help us discuss what is it like being an agency owner and the incredible balancing act that she does between school stuff, church stuff, family events, and keeping a successful business running. Our family, first and foremost, we prioritize everything. Prioritization is key in being successful in any aspect of your life. And our priorities for our family are God first and foremost, family second, and then work, friends, extracurricular sort of falls into that depending on what time of year it is, what our schedule looks like. Those priorities tend to keep everything else in line. I love that Integra as an organization has kept that as part of our value system, that God first, family second, and other stuff third. And that's very easy to say, but it's not so easy to do. So can you give us some specificity on how you really make that happen in real life? And it's not just something that we say. So one big thing for me, and I say to survive on a daily basis, is being proactive. I have to be proactive in things such as just simply laying the clothes out for the kids the night before so we're not rushed in the morning, planning meals out, and making sure that no extracurricular activities overlap with our Bible study time and worship service time. If there's a family event happening, that comes first and foremost. We have to tell people no. We have to tell our kids no sometimes. But yeah, heaven forbid. Heaven forbid you tell your kids no. But as long as we keep our priorities in mind and remain as proactive as possible, even though that is way easier said than done sometimes, then that's definitely key to survival in that aspect. How does family react when you say no? It depends what I'm saying no to. But if I say no to the kids just about on anything, the world ends for the next 10 minutes until we work through it. The really cool thing about Kylie and Brian is they are doing this at an early age in terms of the age of their kids. And I went through this and did this, I would say, pretty well. And then we lost our way because of travel sports. And I wouldn't say it was a mistake because I do have a a daughter playing at the University of Kansas right now. There was so much that was learned there, but there were so many battles within ourselves, like our family, our commitments, and we missed some things. We had to come to some reconciliation and say, you know what? We're going to miss that. Emma and I missed some extended Christmas Thanksgiving events over the course of a few years because she needed to go some camps. It's this reality that you can't do everything. You can't be all things to all people. You can't do everything. You can't be in four places at once. You're going to have to make a decision. That decision process and making decisions 
is what I see a lot of people struggle with. Part of it, too, is we get stressed out because we have this sense of self-importance and we put stress on ourselves thinking this person's going to be mad if I don't attend this event. I have to be there. And the world does not come to an end. The world does not stop if you skip an event. It's like, Shane, you were talking about an elementary school for you. Yeah, I was like maybe nine or 10. And it's the first memory I have of missing school for being sick. And the school bus came at 3.30 by my house and I was just destroyed. I was just like, what? How can they have had school? I was sick. How could they do that without me? That was this memory that is burned in my brain about if I'm not there, the world does still go on. It's going to be okay. Missing a family event, missing a friend's event is one thing. How do we create that balance within our agencies? I think one of the most important things, it's about the team you have working with you that allows you to be able to balance that. It's extremely important to pick your team right. And you have a choice to pick your team. You have a choice to pick your clients. Now, we don't always approach it that way because we're salespeople and we're trying to sell everybody everything we can. But you have an opportunity or a choice to make when it comes to the clients you choose, the people that you decide need to come on this journey of owning a business with you. And you don't have to settle for a five on a scale of one to 10, you can keep looking for a nine or 10. If you are saying, you know what? They're a seven, but I need somebody. Just don't do that. Just keep going down that path of finding your nine or 10 and don't settle. Because at the end of the day, to Kylie's point, picking your team and the team you have around you is going to help you be not only successful, but have sanity and less stress and The long-term success of your business is going to depend a lot on that decision you make when you hire that person. In a leadership role, sometimes you have to put in your brain, okay, I'm probably going to be working a little bit more during the holidays. Historically, your team members take off more during the holidays and you know that. And so it may be one of those conversations that you have to have with your own family of we may have to shift this or plan things a little bit differently because you know your team members are going to be taking off for events with their kids. Over the years, I've tried very hard not to take time off between Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's as much as possible because I wanted to be there specifically for my team members. My husband, on the other hand, takes off starting the week of Christmas through New Year's because nobody in his organization works during that time because everybody has taken off. One of the things going way back, I made it a point because I could, we did not have long distance to travel. We had family fairly close. Everything was within an hour circle, except for my wife's extended family in Dallas, which was a once every two year thing. And that's three hours of travel one in one way. Everything was fairly close. And I made a very intentional decision that I was not going to be out during the holidays. We're going to, I'm going to be gone when we're closed. I work during our work hours through the holidays, except for the days that we are closed. And I've done that 
for a long time and it's worked for our family because of just our proximity to everything. The other option, if that doesn't work for you, you've got Kylie's world. Their Christmas season is filled with six, eight, the grand tour, the Christmas tour, the Christmas tour, eight Christmas events that are all family. We have a couple of events on our side, but if that's you and you don't really have a choice, let me suggest this thing because we actually have another sibling that runs a quick lube business. They close for the week. They close Christmas Eve through New Year's Day. The world does not end. You can do this in the insurance business by being on call. You can set up some things within auto responders, within emergencies, within whatever. And you can handle this. If you're a one to three, one to five person agency, which is most of you out there, this is not a crazy idea. Make yourself available on emergency basis, et cetera. I know it sounds crazy to a salesperson to think about this, but it's okay. And the world's not going to end and the sun's going to rise and you're going to be just fine because here's the reality. You're going to work at home. You're going to work when you're going to look at stuff, you're going to answer some emails, but you don't physically have to be open for that week. And you can give your people some rest. You can give yourself some rest and you can go to those events and you can make that priority commitment. So when you commit to doing that, you are committing to being a little different than maybe your average agency out in the marketplace. And that's okay. Shane, I have three staff members that are full-time you expect me to pay them their salary and not work for a whole week? Absolutely. Completely expect that. It starts with you got to have some boundaries and some standards, too. And I think the first year you start that, you may get a little pushback. Of, you might get some people thinking, what are they doing? They've gone crazy. But once you establish that boundary and that standard, then they just go to expect it. Hey, every year they're going to be close between Christmas and New Year's. I need to get my stuff taken care of before then, or I have to wait. Time is necessary here. The further out you put that on there, like the local barbecue place, like they probably have a sign on the door that says we will be closed during this week. They actually do the same thing around Memorial Day. They do it twice a year. Family business, they don't lose customers. It's a fair option. I really loved when all of my team members would take off this week because it would give me an opportunity to really dive in to planning, to getting ahead, to making sure everything was set to have a really successful plan going into the next year. For me, I loved that everybody took that time off and I still worked because I didn't have people asking me stupid questions. My whole month of December is that way. And hey, alert your carrier reps after about the 15th of December, somewhere between the 15th and 20th of December, they're gone. There's a skeleton crew at the insurance companies too. I guarantee you there is. And again, it's, oh, I can't do that because this customer or that customer, maybe they're not the right customer. If you're only worried about those squeaky wheels that might call and yell at you because they couldn't get a hold of you in less than an hour. That's not the reason you decide not to do this. Kylie, if you had advice to give to a solopreneur, someone that doesn't have a team, they are the producer, they are the CSR, they are the business owner, everything all in one. How do they do this with young children? Prioritization and proactiveness. Those two things will keep your head above water 
more than anything. They need to figure out what their main priorities are. I say three. Three is a good one. And make that their personal boundaries and stick to that. Shane, are you going to take having three priorities and go there? Yeah, I think you can number your priorities, right? And I'm on this number one thing, like you got to have one thing. In the the sense that she's saying that, the spirit of it is that they're ordered. There is a one thing, but there's a two and there's a three. Mm-hmm. And schedule came to mind. Are the yeah, kids on a schedule? They are very much on a schedule. And when they're not on a schedule, what happens? The world ends. The chaos ensues, right? My wife was huge about the schedule, even to the point that we figured out When we were out of town, we convinced our parents that were the designated uh, babysitters. We convinced our parents to come to our house and stay at our house so that the schedule could be maintained. And things went really well. The girls did really well because they stayed on their schedule. Because if you get off schedule, then getting back on schedule is headache. Is your family schedule kept electronically? Is it kept on paper? How do you keep up with it and present it? Most of it, honestly, is just kept in my head. I won't lie, but it's very routine. There's only four of us in our household. Brian and I do work together, so that helps. If he worked elsewhere, we definitely would have to keep that electronically. I do have a calendar that I keep on my phone that syncs with my work calendar, and it is checked Not only daily, but multiple times a day. Yeah, hourly, 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah, every 30 minutes. And if I haven't checked it, I'm panicking, thinking we have missed something. I had the brilliant idea that we were, as a family, my husband and I, were going to do the electronic calendar thing. And he is the tech guy. This is what he does. But for some reason... It did not work for us because he would say, oh, I didn't know we were doing that. It's on our calendar, which is on your phone on the home screen. And it didn't work. And so you didn't say that sarcastically to him. Actually, I think I did. (laughs) But in, in our household now, every Monday, this is the first thing I do when I wake up is I print a hard copy of a calendar for the next six weeks and I hand it to him and I say, okay, I need you to update this for me. And then at the end of the day, he brings that back to me. I add my updates. I put it in a template that I have on the computer. I print it out and it goes in a magnetic frame on our refrigerator. And so when people come over, they really laugh and they're like, you know that you can do this on Google Calendar. I'm like, oh yeah, it's set up on Google Calendar because that's how I do it. But Daniel needs the visual to be able to say, okay, this is where I have to be today. This is where I have to be tomorrow. This is where Tanya is. And yeah, it's old school and it's very rudimentary, but it works for us. There was a five to seven year period, I would say, between the ages of nine-ish to 16, where we had a Sunday night family meeting. And that's another tool that you can think about adding to the calendar, because sometimes the calendar is not enough. We had a week two or three years ago where this calendaring thing did not happen. And usually the cute boy takes me to the airport. He had mentioned that he had a call that day. So I was coming to beautiful scenic Huntington, Texas. I knew he was on a call. So I took an Uber about 11 o'clock in the morning. The next day, I get a phone call from him. and He's, hey, where are you? (laughs) I'm in Texas. But he goes, I realized like it was pretty late last night and you weren't here. And I just figured you were out doing something, and but you weren't here this morning either. So, yeah, he totally missed that I had a whole trip to Texas because we had skipped the whole calendaring thing that week. He lost his wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, I just want to make sure that you were okay. <laughs> Didn't know where you were. Yeah. What state I was in. What state you were in. That's funny. 
Kylie, how do you make the choice of, okay, I've got to be at the school for Adeline. I've got to be at the school for Reese. I've got this meeting set up with Easy Links. How do you juggle all of that? My kids do come first. They come before work, period. Because that's a finite time. Next week, for instance, Adeline is in her last year of preschool and she will be going to kindergarten. She has a Christmas musical at 10 o'clock on a weekday that I normally have my office hours. I just go in and I block that out. That comes first. The work will still be here. Easy Links will still be here. We'll just have to reschedule or push the meeting. If their schedules overlap, like I've said, Brian and I are blessed to work for the same place, so we typically split duties. I'll go with one, he goes with the other, or I can send my mom, somebody. But I try to make sure at least one person of importance is there at all times. So many agency owners feel like they're alone and they have the weight of the world on them every day. And when you throw in the added events, added stress of the holidays, you feel like you're at a breaking point. It's perspective. It's keeping the main thing. And that's the same thing as the prioritization, the divide and conquer. I remember those days. I watched our dad do this. He was a banker, ran our local community bank for a long time. They had a Christmas party every year. It was a big event. And there was two or three years in a row with Kylie and my brother Todd were very close in age. They both played sports, basketball, being primary. And the Christmas parties right in the middle of basketball tournament season. And dad was completely absent from the bank Christmas party for three or four years in a row. Told him straight up, I won't be there. We witnessed him making that choice. And he was the one that coined that. Don't miss a game. And so I tell our people, don't miss a game. Don't miss a dance. Don't miss a performance. Don't miss a recital. Because those things are finite and your work is not. Your work can keep going. You're going to hopefully be a successful agency owner after your kids are adulting and you're in an empty nest. We think that this business that we started has to have us every waking minute and these customers have to have us every waking minute and won't understand. But the reality of it is, and you've harped on this before, Tanya, they will actually appreciate the fact that you're not missing that. That's what makes us different than the British lizard. Exactly. It makes us human. These are things that make us so attractive in my mind to the customers that we want. Outside people will forget that you miss something. Your kids will not. That's right. I have had a side gig as a dance teacher for decades now, right? And I'm going to tell you, your children want you to be present. When we would have our Christmas recitals and our our Christmas parties at the dance school, and there would be parents that would just drop their kids off, and then all these other parents are there, that kid feels that. They really do. I will tell you what's worse is for a child to be in there performing. She has just done something. She feels so good about herself. She looks up, and mom and dad are staring at their phone. Mm -hmm. Because as a business owner, as a salesperson, yeah, you're there, but you're not present. 
And to me, that was so much worse than just dropping the kid off and not being there. The thing about that is plan and prepare. Kylie's harped on that just in this conversation. If you will put that out of office, if you will make that message available, then you don't have to stare at your phone. It, it's okay. You can put it away for an hour. You can put it away for two hours. And um, yes, it may be one of the most boring things that you ever have to sit through. I'm not saying that it's not, but... It makes all the difference in the world long term. It does. And it builds confidence in your kids. And I think it's that proactive, prepared thing, though, staying ahead is the big deal. Because if you are a reactionary dumpster fire, then this is going to be a stroke. You're reacting to everything. You're like, I'll be in there in a minute. Good luck. My new, this is my new hashtag, reactionary dumpster fire. Just There's your book title right there, there saying. There's a book title. Don't be a reactionary dumpster fire. This is just the reality of it. And so proactive, getting ahead. If you're trying to change from that, you're going to have to have a stop and start. Give yourself some grace. It's okay. You can be different. You can change, but you got to have a stop and start point to do it differently. Know your priorities and proactively keep them first. What would you say to the person that says, my schedule is already full. I don't have time to take the time to add time to do this prioritization thing. I'll do that later. If that is your schedule, then you obviously need to scale back and start saying no. And you obviously don't know your priorities and you definitely don't have them in line. I think it's important to practice saying no because what? there are so many Tanya, things in the life. The Tanya lead? I, it, it is. Did you just say that? Yeah. I did because the more you practice it, and I'm talking out loud in the car, no, by yourself, yeah, because if you're just, you've got your spouse in the car, they may get really confused. And here's the other thing, you don't have to give a reason. It's okay to just say no, because how many of us will spend 15 minutes going, what am I going to say? I I really want to say no, but what's the reason? And I had a lady one time that was scheduled to come to a Galentine's Day brunch. And she sent me a text and said, hey, look, I'm not going to make it today because I want to go to the beach. And I was like, it would have been better to just say, I'm not going to be able to make it that day, right? But I really respected the fact that she didn't make up some excuse that she was sick. She goes, I I just want to go to the beach today. Okay, I get that. But you don't have to give a reason to say no. You don't. There was a coach that Emma was recruited by. One of his things he talked about was he gave his players three zero excuse required. I can't do it today, coach days. They play 50 games in the fall and 65 games in the spring and they practice. He even talked about he throws batting practice between classes if girls want extra hitting and he gives them that flexibility. And I think it's fine. I I think it's great. I would rather an employee say, I just can't do it today. I've had people do that. And I've had an individual do that just in the last couple of weeks, fully respected it. They came in the next day and said, I slept till 11. Thank you so much. I was so tired. That's a win. I like the honesty. You don't have to give a reason. That's a great point of practicing saying no, because as a salesperson, salespeople are so used to trying to get the yes and saying yes, and they will do anything to get the sell. And it's hard for a salesperson to say no. It's hard for a salesperson to walk away from something. You might need to physically practice it. No. Tim Hawkins, the comedian, has a really great bit out there on telling his kids no. Look it up. It's pretty cool. There's power in that, though. There's power in the word no. Absolutely. It's liberating. 
Right. Talking about you had a one of our team members came to you and said, I need this day. I had a sales manager in Shreveport, Louisiana, that she looked at me one day and said, Tanya, tomorrow, I just want you to go feed the ducks. And not being from Shreveport, I didn't know what that meant. And I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? She goes, do not come in tomorrow, go feed the ducks. And I'm going, I don't even know what this means. And there's a duck pond in Shreveport mm-hmm. that people go and feed the ducks. Mm-hmm. And I was new to the area. But what she was saying was, you need to take a a day to just step back, be quiet, step away from the craziness. We have another team member here at Integra who is from that area. And I made a comment one day that I think she should take the next day and go feed the ducks. And she's, oh, that's the best thing ever because to her, feed the ducks really meant something. And we as business owners, especially during the season, If we see an employee that's struggling, tell them to go feed the ducks. And giving them that time is one of the greatest gifts that you can give a team member. It's just necessary. And it's necessary for yourself as an agency owner. I take a drive occasionally. There's this big loop I've made around Lake Sam Rayburn. And sometimes I just go and take a drive and I have to do that. And it takes a couple of hours and it's for whatever reason, I I get away and I get to thinking and it clears my head. Very big on taking time. Find your, our dad used to call it chop on a stump. So he had stumps and he would never get a stump grinder He because he would take his axe and he would chop on a stump. That was his feed the ducks, is chopping on that stump. What is it about men and chopping wood? Like my husband loves it. My dad so, loves it. It's so relieving. It's so stress relieving. Him chopping wood is like us going to TJ Maxx. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Oh my gosh, talk about stress. My blood pressure just went up when you said TJ Maxx. Okay, what is your favorite Christmas song? I'll be home for Christmas. Shane, what about you? Oh, Holy Night, Casting Crowns. Okay, and mine is Oh, Holy Night by Josh Groban. I usually close this out with a quote, but as our guest, I'm going to let you do that today. I will actually use a Warren Buffett quote today. I think one of his best quotes, and it does fit for dad and for Shane and the organization, and it's, I'm sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago. Attitude's a choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com. 